Well, good morning. Uh, I am Pastor, not Pastor Chris, I am Pastor Mike. Uh, I should have introduced myself earlier, but I am the kids pastor here. I get to work with uh, our, our fifth grade and under, and it is awesome. Do we have any kids in the house today? Any kids here excited for eggs? Let me hear you. All right, this guy's excited. So we're expecting our first kid in August, and that was encouraging that kids aren't very loud is, is what, uh, what I hear there. But who's excited for eggs today? Kids, come on, let me hear you. All right, that was, that was better, that was better. Good job. Well, I am excited for you guys. I hope you guys have just overflowing baskets of Easter eggs. I have a question for you. Let me see. Let me see. Who loves chocolate? Who, of, their, of all the candy you get today, your favorite is chocolate. So who would like this chocolate Three Musketeers? Do I have an eight-year-old who would like this Three Musketeers? Any eight-year-olds in the house? Let's see. Oh, in the back there, blue coat, come on down. Come grab, come grab the Three Musketeers. All right, I'm going to throw it. Can you catch it? No? Okay, well, I'll roll it to you. How about that? I think it'll stay intact. There we go. There we go. All right. Now, do you think, is that enough chocolate for the day, or is she going to want more, do you think? If you got that, that wouldn't be enough for you if you got that today? You would want more? Okay, okay. What about if you got, hmm, let's see. Let's see here. Full-size candy bar today. Do I have someone, do I have anyone who is allergic to peanuts and peanut butter? Anyone who is allergic to peanuts peanut butter? Anyone who is under 10 years old? I can't see. I want to make sure. No. Gavin? You're, yeah, come on down, Gavin. Come grab your chocolate bar here. Oh, so close. It still tastes good. Now, I wanted to make sure because our first service, we had peanut butter candy. I want to make sure someone who is allergic to peanut butter was able to get something. Now, Gavin, is that going to be enough chocolate for you today, you think? No, he's like, he's like I don't think so. Th th that's not enough chocolate for him for... For the year, you think? Okay, okay. What about, all right, this will be better. Okay, what about giant six-pack of full Reese's? Do we have a seven-year-old who would like these Reese's? Any seven-year-olds here in the house? Come on down, sir, in the black gray shirt. Yeah, probably the two seats is shorter than the 11 that way. Come on down, come on down. Can you catch it? All right, here we go, here we go. Hey, nice catch. All right, now surely that is going to be enough chocolate for you for the rest of your life. Is that right? You th that wouldn't be enough for you? Well, that was about as big as we, maybe we have, wait, we have one more. Hold on. How about this? Who would like this mega chocolate bar? Well, here's how you get it. Today in our egg hunt, we have 10,000 eggs, and one of them has a picture, has this picture of Pastor Chris inside. So if you open an egg, and it is this picture of Pastor Chris smiling at you with sunglasses, that means you have won the mega chocolate bar, all right? So you get that picture, and you will take it. Miss Liz Clark will be out there. She'll be holding it over her head like this. You give that picture to her. And she will give you this huge, amazing chocolate bar. Now, surely, this will be enough for you for the year, right? If you win this, it still won't be enough? 
Are you saying if you won that, the rest of your life, you would still want more chocolate at some point? Some of them are saying no, trying to, it doesn't, yeah, even if with your good intentions, sorry, I can't give it to you. I think even if you won this big chocolate bar, maybe in two months or three years or 18 years, you would probably want chocolate again, right? That's how, that's how we work. We get hungry, we eat a little bit, we get hungry again. We get thirsty, we drink a little bit. Who likes a nice cold drink on a summer day after playing outside? Doesn't that just feel ah, so refreshing? But eventually, you get tired and thirsty again. You got to go sleep again. Any moms out there want to take a nap that is the nap that you never need to nap again for the rest of your life? You're fully rested. That would be pretty nice. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. We always are going to want more. We're going to need more. We get hungry. We get thirsty. We get sleepy. But here's the thing, kids. I'm talking to our kids today. You know, you're growing up, and you're going to find out that there's something even more important. We want to know not just that we have food and water. We want to know that we're loved, that someone loves us and cares about us. We want to know that we're not an accident in this world, that we can make a difference in the world. We want to know that we have what it takes. You have what it takes to, to grow up and become an adult and make a difference. You know what? We want to know that our mistakes aren't the only things that define us. You know, for example, when I was younger, my grandma made me this uh, Velveeta and sausage breakfast sandwich, a.k.a. cholesterol max. And she gave me this sandwich, and I was carrying it, and I dropped it, and I broke the dish, broke the plate. And my uncle called me dish breaker until I was 17. Just kidding. He didn't do that. But wouldn't that be really sad if he just said dish breaker, dish breaker, dish breaker? That would be kind of hurtful. If my, if my name and my identity was just the one bad thing I did, we want to know that our life is more than that. That even when you make mistakes, you hurt yourself, hurt other people, those can be forgiven and forgotten. We want to know that. We want to know those things. And then guess what? Chocolate isn't going to give it to you. How do we get those things? How about, um, let's see, who wants to be a YouTuber when they get a little bit older? Anyone want to be a YouTuber here? Who would love to have a million followers? That is, that is your dream. We have a few out there. Okay, what about uh, any athletes who would love to win a championship or a gold medal? Yeah, I see a hand back there with the hat. That would be pretty cool. What about, uh, let's see, we just had like the, the movie and the music awards. Who would love to be on the red carpet wearing beautiful uh, clothing, a gown or a suit and get your picture taken? Those things would be so cool. That would be awesome. But let me tell you, kids, those are great. Those will make you feel good for a little bit. But those aren't going to make you feel ultimately that you're loved or that you matter. Even if you got 10 million followers, even if you won 10 championships, it's not going to make you feel like you have enough in this world. It's not going to make you feel like your mistakes aren't following you. How do we get that? How do we get that? Well, there's a man named John. Can you guys say John? There's a man named John, and he knew Jesus. John was a real person. Jesus was a real person. And John said that knowing Jesus and being friends with Jesus was like this. It was like having unlimited cold water on a hot day. That's what he said knowing Jesus was like. When you know him and you follow him, it was like having this, this everlasting, never-stopping water that always you're going to get thirsty and it's always there to satisfy you. That's what John said knowing Jesus was like. He said when you follow him, you become loved because he is love. You know that you can be forgiven. You know that you matter. That's what John told us. You know what? And I was a kid like you guys a long time ago, and I decided I wanted to know Jesus. I wanted to follow him. And I can tell you that what John said is the same thing I can say. 
I love knowing Jesus and following him. Even when things are hard and difficult, I know he's there. Even when things are bad, I know there's a hope for the future, and we want that. I know I am fully loved. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to win championships. I don't need another 100 followers on TikTok or YouTube because I'm already loved. I want that for you guys, kids. I want that for you. As you grow up, you know there's something better than a huge chocolate bar, even though this is awesome. There's something better out there. I want that for you. And so if you want to know Jesus and follow Jesus, I invite you to. Every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night, we have kids who gather here. We eat snack. We play games. We hear stories about who Jesus is. And we get to know him and how much he loves us. And I want that for you. So today, I have two wishes for you guys. Number one wish is that you get a ton of eggs and a ton of candy today. And number two, I want you guys to know Jesus and to follow him and know how much he loves you. That's my wish. I hope you guys come back next Sunday and start coming on Wednesdays. That would be an awesome, awesome thing. So thank you for giving me your time. Uh, let's welcome now Pastor Chris. Woo. Come on. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Uh, what a great job. We would love to have you come and join us, be a part of what we get to do here at Radiant Life Church Sunday mornings, 930 and 11. And uh, we have a blast. If you're in the room and you're an adult, we'd love to have you next week right in here, Easter Sunday morning, two services. Uh, kids will be in the gym having a blast with Pastor Mike and his team. Don't miss what is going on. And I just want to dive down a little bit farther. Pastor Mike mentioned John. And we're going to look at this morning in John chapter 4. It'll be up on the screen this morning. Just to talk a little bit about what the Word would say. Because the Word of God, we believe as a Christian church that, that Jesus, He came, He died. In fact, Good Friday, this Friday. It's called Good Friday. It doesn't seem like a good day. It's the day that Jesus died on the cross, that we celebrate what He did. But it is a great day because He died for us. He died for you and He didn't stay dead because next week, Easter Sunday, is celebrating Him rising again from the grave, taking our death, our sin, all of the junk of our life, taking it upon Himself. And the story that was mentioned this morning is in John chapter 4. We would call it the woman at the well. And a few quick things about this story are first that the woman, she was a woman of Samaria. Now the, the, the people from Samaria, the Jewish people back in the day, they did not like each other. I would maybe call it like some Hatfield and McCoy sort of deal. Maybe you've, you've seen that, you've heard that, right? Uh, they don't like each other. They don't want to be together. There were various reasons we could go way into that, but they hated each other. To the point where Jewish people would not go through Samaria, but instead they would go to the edge and then they would take the long way around because they wouldn't even go into where those people were. Jesus is a little bit different. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that Jesus is way different than me or than you or my, what might be our natural thing. Because Jesus says, I'm going to go right into where no one else will go. I'm going to go and, and see who might be there. And that's exactly what he did. He went to this place where Jacob's well was. And in the Old Testament, talking about Jacob and Joseph and this well has great significance. He went to this place where he isn't supposed to be as a Jewish teacher. He went there, and then he chose to speak to a female Samaritan. That was like a big-time no-no. You just don't do that. And this morning, just a couple of quick things that we see is that I want you to know that Jesus comes to you. And maybe you feel like someone, and you're like, man, Jesus doesn't want to come where I am. He doesn't want to come into the situation. Or maybe you'd say, he knows, or he doesn't even want to know. I don't want him to know what I've done or where I've been. And I want you to know he knows you. 
He created you. He loves you. And he is not the one that's going to be pointing fingers at you. Instead, he wants to come to where you are and meet you right where you are. In fact, this morning, do you think we could repeat this together? Jesus meets me where I am. All together. Jesus meets me where I am. That's good. That's good. That's the truth of the word. He comes to you, even if it feels like in their day, a crazy thing to do to go into Samaria. But not only to go there, not only to, to come to you, but he welcomes you. He went, and as I mentioned, he talked to the woman of Samaria. John 4, 7 through 9 says, A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaria, Samaritans. And in this moment, we see that he came to her. But not only that, but he opened up a door of conversation. A door of relationship with this lady. That he was willing to talk to her. He was willing to speak to her. Whether everyone else thought it made sense or whatever. Everybody else would have said it was the right thing to do. Jesus loves his people. He loves you right where you are. Right in the situation that you're at. And I want you to hear today that he welcomes you into his family. Jesus loves and he cares for you. In fact, could we repeat that? Jesus welcomes me into the family. Jesus welcomes me into the family. That's right. He's got you. He loves you. He comes to you. He welcomes you. Pastor Mike mentioned uh, the story, right, about not running dry. And in the rest of this, these few verses, we begin to see that. In fact, I encourage you, maybe you've got a Bible at home. The rest of John chapter 4 is really, really good. You should get it. Bible app, you can go to Version, get all the free Bibles. It's super cool if you don't have one at home. But the next few verses expand upon this story, expand upon this living water. It says, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Remember the well, Jacob's well, that, that story? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water. And I want you to know today that Jesus' offer of living water, Jesus' offer of filling that void in your life, no matter how many followers you have or how many people like a post or how many cool things you get to do, no matter what it is, Jesus fills the hole. In our life. Jesus takes care of you. Recently, my wife and I, we jumped out of an airplane from 13,000 feet. That was a crazy experience, and it was super fun. And also, I felt like I couldn't breathe, and I was going to throw up. So even the fun things, sometimes, right, we need more than experiences and fun. A few years ago, my wife Rachel and I, we were in Phoenix, Arizona, and we decided we were going to go on a hike it's really nice and, as you know, of course, cool there. No, it was really hot, and it's really dry in Arizona. 
So here, six-mile hike, we're just going to go to the top of this mountain. We could have thought through this a little bit better. But we took two bottles of water. We're like, woo, we've got plenty of water in Ohio. I feel confident we would have been fine with two bottles of water. Phoenix, Arizona is not Columbus, Ohio. It is not Hocking Hills. We started up the mountain. And about halfway up the mountain, we realized we probably didn't bring enough water. Maybe even before that. We got to the top, and we're like our last sips of water. The problem was our body was beginning to shake. We were beginning to dehydrate. That was just the three miles there, not to mention the three miles back down. And we were in a moment of, oh, Lord Jesus, we need you to help us just survive and get to our car. We got halfway down, three quarters. Our legs were literally shaking where you're walking and you're not sure if it's going to stay or if it's just going to wobble out from under you. I'm trying to help my wife, but I couldn't hardly walk myself. We needed water. And sometimes in our life, we can get to the point where we need the spiritual water. In fact, I don't think sometimes. I think it's a, a, a need that's built in us. And if today you feel just a, a hole in your heart, if you feel that you need something, we believe, we experience the power of Jesus, that living water, and he wants to fill that hole in your heart. He wants to come to you right where you are. He wants to welcome you into the family. He wants to bring you in and give you the offer of relationship. In fact, could we say together, Jesus offers me relationship. Jesus offers me relationship. And you know, one more thing, and it does not run dry. All together, it does not run dry. That's what it's about. It doesn't run dry. It's a spring that keeps welling up within us. When things are easy and good, come on, Jesus is there. When things are not easy, and it's a little bit more difficult, guess what? Jesus is there for you. We don't want anyone to leave this place without the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. That's why we do egg hunts. That's why we're here every Sunday morning. That's why we welcome you back next week for Easter Sunday to celebrate Jesus, to know him, to love him, to have relationship with him, the one that does not run dry. And so before we jump out to the field, under five minutes, we'll be up moving that direction. If you're here and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, the Bible would tell us to come, to repent, to, to ask him to be the Lord of our life, and he welcomes us into the family. Then we're going to give you that opportunity. In the first service, we gave away maybe a hundred books of kids and adults saying, I want to know more about that Jesus. And if that's you today, here in a moment, we're going to pray together. We're going to bow our heads just as a, a sign of, of respect and of just being able to focus on Jesus. We're going to pray as a room if you're, if you're willing and able to pray with us. And then, you know, we're going to pray, but then we're also going to offer, if you want more information, maybe because you prayed that prayer and invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life today, we want to give you a book that will help you. The youngest kid in a kid-friendly way, uh, maybe to the oldest adult in the room. If you want more information, our ushers here in a few minutes are going to come forward. All you'll have to do is wave them down. They'll give you a book. We'll celebrate and uh, then you get to walk a relationship with him. And we invite you again, come back next week. Come get a part of what God is doing. Be a part of the family. That's who we are, the family of God. One little expression, Radiant Life Church of his global church. So this morning, if our ushers, if you would come forward, and if you're here in the room and you're willing, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Maybe in your own way, would you ask the Lord if he is speaking? Maybe you've uh, never thought of anything like this before, and, and he would speak to your heart. The Bible said he knocks on our heart's door and that he wants in. He wants to be allowed to come and to be uh, commune with you and to, to, to be with you. Today, if he's asking you that, 
then I want to encourage you to pray this prayer, as all of us in the room that are comfortable are going to do. Let's pray it together and believe. Believe today. And when you do, the Bible says all of heaven rejoices for the decision of you coming and being a part of the family. So this morning, if you're praying for the first time, if you're mean, if you're giving him uh, control of your life, making him the Lord of your life for the first time, or maybe you, you've been a part of what God is doing for a long time, could we all pray together in the room? Would you repeat after me? Dear Jesus, we love you. And we thank you that you offer water that doesn't run dry. That you forgive us and make us whole. That you fill that spot in our heart that is lacking. So Lord, would you forgive me of my sin? Would you be the Lord of my life? I repent of anything that doesn't look like you. And I want to start acting like you more and more every day. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.